0: of questions uh, in regards to the TJ football team both in terms of its present and its future and on this week's episode of the final score podcast we have a couple of guests that could answer a a lot of those questions welcome in everyone Greg Swatek here with you and uh, joining me in studio uh, is the athletic director at Thomas Johnson High School on Mike Chavez as well as uh, the varsity football coach uh, Bobby Humphries Uh, gentlemen really appreciate you guys coming on this week thank you Uh, Mike, uh, this week you you guys had to make the decision to to abandon the rest of your season. You decided to cancel the rest of your games. Uh, Tell everyone why that decision was made.
1: Um, We had to get to the point where we were looking at our student-athlete's safety. Um, We started the season with 22 available players, played the game at Middletown. Um, After the Middletown game, we were down to 14 available players. That was due to injuries, um, due to a couple players that decided not to play anymore. We had a couple of younger guys that were playing up on the varsity level, and um, one of those would rather play on the JV for safety reasons. So We kind of honored that request. So it got us to a point where we were at a number that was becoming dangerous. You know, everybody asks what's the perfect number for a football team, and it's hard to give you that because it's really designed by depth of position. You know, we could have 15 skilled receivers or skilled running backs, but if we only have three or four linemen, then those guys have got to play almost the entire game. They don't come off the, come off the field. And when you get in a situation where you get tired, um, if you're overmatched physically, um, you get into a situation where you're playing positions you're not used to or unfamiliar with and you're trying to learn the techniques and those things and you're starting to think, that's when you can get hurt. So that's why our biggest concern was making this decision based on the safety of our student-athletes.
0: You guys had been going on a week to week basis. You had hoped to play some more games this season. What sort of changed? How did the math sort of change in your mind to, to have to cancel the rest of your games?
1: Yeah, the numbers just kept decreasing. Um, and unfortunately, when you're, you're telling seniors that, you know, we're going to go week to week and then the possibility of playing JV, we had asked for a waiver for our seniors and our juniors to play JV if we had to go this route. We were given permission for our juniors to do that. So there's really no hope for our seniors. Um, so they were continuing to go to practice, and they were still you know, staying in the course as best we could. As we went farther and farther, we kind of lost some of those folks, they just I think they were just feeling that it was never going to happen, so then they just stopped coming to practice. Um, and it puts Coach Humphries in a situation where if we don't have enough to practice and get prepared, it's hard for us to plan for a varsity season when those student-athletes that need more reps and more experience and more coaching aren't coming. It makes it difficult.
0: Who was involved in making the decision and uh, just who did you sort of consult uh, throughout the process?
1: Uh, Bobby and I have been speaking probably on a daily basis through text messages or phone or coming down and meeting in our office. Um, I told him I wanted to kind of go, you know, as far as at least weekly, but a lot of times I just walked down and asked how he was doing. Uh, A lot of conversation with Dr. Lippey, a principal at our school. Um, So the three of us basically kind of came to the same decision that at this point we had to unfortunately, forfeit our varsity program in order to to save our total football program.
0: Right. How di- how difficult a decision was it to make?
1: Uh, it was. I'd rather do a lot of other things than to make that decision. I remember we, we went in and told the boys that we were going to forfeit the game against Tuscarora. And, you know, I went in because I wanted to be the one to personally do that. I felt it was, you know, our decision to make. And I didn't want to put Bobby in the spot where he had to do that. Um, and I felt it, we owed it to those young men who had been out there since August, working hard, sweating, you know, Blood, sweat, and tears—you know—all the time that they needed someone to actually stand in front of them and personally tell them. Um, so that was one of those things where I hated to do because you, you look at young men that are playing high school football, and some of them had not played organized before, and some of them won't play any organized past high school. Um, so you're just basically saying, "I got to take this, you know, opportunity away from you, and there's nothing we can, you know, we could do about it."
0: You want to weigh in on, in on the difficulty of that decision, Coach Humphreys?
1: Yeah, it was
2: It was definitely not an easy decision. Um, the safety comes first. And, you know, looking at the players that we have available, um, I couldn't, in good conscience, put some of those players out on the field. But to look at the kids, um, look at the players, and see just the pain in their eyes as soon as we, you know, st- made that first announcement that we're going to go on to a week to week basis, um, you could just see how heart wrenching it was for them to realize that. You know, they're looking at it, and they're thinking they're not going to be able to play football again. So,
0: yeah. Now, you guys reached this decision, I believe, Monday late afternoon. Is that about right, uh, timeline-wise, Monday early to late afternoon? Correct. Okay. Yes. And, and sort of set the scene for me. How did you break the news to the kids? I, I understand you maybe called them into a classroom and, and just gathered the team that way. Sort of set the scene
2: uh, for me. <laughs> yeah, with the with the varsity players, um, well, the first time we did it, we brought them into a classroom and, and talked to them about it um you know explained everything that was going on and how it was right after the uh Middletown game you know right before Tuscarora um and we sat them down and tried to have a conversation of how to push through how to persevere how to continue um even though they weren't going to be able to play that week you know we still wanted them at practice um and each week we would meet and talk and kind of right before practice like Friday well we would we would talk and then kind of make a decision um <clears throat> and then you know meet the we would see the varsity players um you know for the following week and inform them that hey you know again we still don't have the guys back we're still you know facing the injuries we still don't have anybody to move up um so we had to force we forfeit the next week um and just the deeper and deeper got into the season you know less seniors started waiting for that announcement they kind of took it on themselves to assume that we weren't And they weren't showing up anymore. So it became harder to kind of sit down and have that conversation with them. Um, The final decision was made, and we actually did that after practice um, because we didn't want to go into the JV practice you know, right before a game and inform everybody that there was no more varsity season because it affects the JV players as well. They see it on the coaches' faces um, and just their practice demeanor changes any time we got any kind of bad news.
0: What was the overriding emotion or reaction from the kids? Was it anger? Was it frustration, sadness, pain? I mean, all those things were involved. What, what would you say was the overriding emotion from the kids?
2: It, it, was, it was, I mean, it's definitely sad. Um, a few of them kind of saw, saw it coming. They could see what was happening. They could see that, you know, we were holding higher expectations for the team and people weren't meeting those. Um, a lot of the juniors kind of felt, felt that happening um and they you know they're looking towards the future and what they have left um the seniors were very devastated i mean for them you just snatch their senior season away um but our juniors are trying to stay positive and trying to push forward and continue they still have a few games that they're allowed to play in so they're trying to you know be the building blocks for tj moving forward
0: right now someone might look at your uh, jv program guys and realize you have 40 kids and people say, "Hey, why don't they pull uh, kids up from the JV to, to, to fill out the varsity roster?" Mike, do you want, do you want to explain why that uh, can't take place?
1: Yeah, and we had that. Converse, I had that conversation with Bobby after the week one, and the biggest concern is the lack of experience in organized football. So we may have 40 athletes on our JV roster, but we probably have 30 that's his first year of football or second year of football. Um, so those numbers just weren't in our favor to put those students or athletes with one year of experience or two years of experience against a team that had players that had 12 years of organized football experience. You're um, doing so. too much thinking out there, right? Correct. I mean, it's,
0: it's, not, it's, not as much, it's more thinking than, than reaction-based. Correct, right? Yeah. Right. yeah.
1: Like I told somebody that football should be muscle memory. After practice, you should know where you're going with a place called you should know. You don't have to think about going where. And when you have to think and you're unsure, that's we were concerned about folks getting hurt.
0: Could you ever ever imagine that this day was going to happen?
1: Absolutely not. Yeah, absolutely not. Right. I mean, I was there as an assistant principal from nineteen ninety nine to two thousand and ten when Bobby played. Um, we had a run of I think six years in a row. We were in the playoffs. We won a state championship in eighty two. We played for a state championship. I think as early as late as two thousand eleven. Correct. Um, so, yeah, never. Never in a million years would I thought even, I'd be doing this.
2: Even starting the season, um, the attitude and the positivity from the senior class and the junior class was outstanding and everything moving forward. Um, and then just the injuries just kind of wiped that all out, like a wave came through and kind of took out all the positive energy that we had built all summer long.
0: Yeah, I mean, exp- explain the factors involved here. There, there were some injuries. Uh, I, I think there were some, some, some great issues on the team. Just, just it was – a lot of different factors involved sort of just outline just everything that you were dealing with (laughs) if you can. (laughs)
2: The the injuries were a big part of it. Um, you know, when you're playing Ironman football, when you have guys going both ways all game long, um, those injuries happen. And so after the Middletown game, when you have three injuries, um, and you have a few kids that, you know, made decisions to best in the in their best interest to maybe step away from football at that time. Um, it's just, it's devastating. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, you were the defensive player of the year uh, for TJ, Coach. I mean, how shocked are you that that, that we're at this point? Just on a personal I, level,
2: I, I I couldn't fathom this. Um, you know, I saw other other programs in, in years past have to fold, and just you know, I wondered, you know, how bad did it have to get for that to happen? Um, and there's a lot of culminating things that have you know got us to where we are right now. Um, this just didn't happen this year. This is years, you know, going down the road. I mean, we don't have a youth program. Um, So like he mentioned, like Coach Chavez mentioned earlier, these kids haven't played football before. So I'm going out to practice, and I'm asking a kid to play tackle, and he doesn't even know where a tackle is or what a tackle is um, or how to tackle, you know. So all these new – these are all new terms to them that I'm having to teach them as freshmen and sophomores. So trying to get them on a varsity field – it just, just it can't happen,
0: right? Yeah, because they're playing kids that are much more exper- bigger, more physically developed, much more experienced. Uh, but you mentioned the positivity of the group, and 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 before the season, you told me you had a really core group of like fifteen to twenty-two guys that showed up at every practice uh, over over the summer. I mean, they were there; they wanted to change the culture of TJ football. They wanted to get the program turned around. Just how would you describe what? that group and whatever was left of it at the end.
2: Most of the guys are still there. Most of those guys were freshmen and sophomores um, and juniors. So they're still there and they, they believe in TJ football. Um, They're sticking around because they, they see the athletes, they see the kind of characters we have um, of our players that want to persevere. They want to get through this. They want to see TJ, you know, come back and get to where it used to be.
0: Right. And, FCPS made an uh, e- exception for you guys. They they allow the juniors to play um, uh, JV uh, football. So the, the so the juniors are able to continue on. So the, really, the players that are bearing the brunt of this are are, are, are your seniors, right?
2: The seniors are definitely affected most um, by it. There are a few juniors that you know decided that they didn't want to play football anymore without a varsity team. But the core group of juniors that we have um, that are still playing. Um, they're staying positive. They're really helping those freshmen learn football. Um, so the the practice atmosphere is still staying high paced. Um, still trying to continue with where we where we were before all this happened.
0: How do we how do we get to this point, uh, guys? I mean, how how did TJ football? fall this far I mean you you referenced the lack of a feeder program and and just which diminished the experience level and the kids coming into the program just sort of how do we get to this point
1: yeah I I think it's a combination of a lot of things I think the the youth program not being established is a concern for us it's been over like Bobby said it didn't happen overnight and we won't fix it overnight but I think the youth program has been a concern I think there are less and less uh, students in our building that were interested in being in football and I think it's a, it's a vicious cycle sometimes when you have um, a team that's been successful, then folks want to be part of that team. Uh, when you, the team has not been successful, then I don't know if I want to put in the time to do that because you guys are not very good. Um, it becomes one of those things where they just they don't have the pride. They don't, they don't want to do work. You have to work hard to be a football player. It's not easy. You know, you've got to put in a lot of time in. It's pretty physical. It's mental. It's emotional. Um, and I just don't think that you know, some of our students in our building um, want to do that anymore. So our job now, and, and Bobby's job, and my job too, because I told him I was going to be with him all the way through this, is to find those kids and you know, to find the students in our building and you know, the student-athletes and make sure they're getting their grades where they need to be, making sure they're coming to off-season workouts, making sure we're tapping as much potential as we can in the building um, going down to the middle schools in the off season and bringing those you know students over, get them over early as often as so we can into the weight room or we're in for agilities or whatever we can do to get them to establish, to understand our coaching staff, to learn some fundamentals, but to know the game of football. That was the biggest piece as far as even knowing the game of football.
0: Well, yeah, what's your take on how we got to this point, Coach?
2: I think a big part of it's the feeder pattern, um, not having that. I remember going through the TJ feeder pattern and being proud to wear my TJ – Jersey to school before our games um, I remember going to games as a seventh grader going to varsity football games and feeling that Friday night feel and wanting to be a part of that um, right now we haven't had a true Friday night home feel in the last few years so I can't sell that to any of my student any of the students walking around the building as hey come out to this look how exciting Friday night football is um, so the lack of you know the lack of that is really, the community involvement with football is really um, taking a turn.
0: Is it is it the is it the losing? You're not having success or what, what's been the biggest reason why kids aren't coming out? Like,
2: like Mike said, I mean, when, when they're successful program, everyone wants to jump on board. You know, you're, you're, you've got to turn people away when you're winning games.
0: So it's that vicious cycle again, where the, the, the losing uh, dwindles to support and then you don't get the support you need financially too i mean uh, you guys you guys count on the money as, as you mentioned to me the other day uh to to buy equipment and, and and things that you need and when you don't have it it's just part of that vicious cycle right yeah
2: yep. one of our hopes with you know continuing with our jv program and not you know shutting that down is to start giving them um that football feel that game day feel and start getting more people to come to the games watching tj football so that they start having a little bit more pride once we get that pride back in tj football then Then more people will come out and actually join the team and want to play and support us.
0: Right, Mike. The game actually happens on the field, but as you as you told me the other day, it's a much bigger thing than just than just football. Oh,
1: absolutely. This is a a community issue. We've got band members that can't perform on Fridays. We've got cheerleaders that can't cheer. We've got students in our building that can't come out and support their friends. We've got parents that can't support their, their you know their children. We've got alumni that can't come back to games. We've got people in the community. So it's a It's bigger than TJ football. It's a community issue for us. And it also affects other communities, too. I mean, we're supposed to have homecoming games at Urbana, at at Frederick, and they won't have Homecoming football games because we can't field a team, so it's not just a TJ thing. You know, we're the one having to deal with not having a team, but it's going to affect a lot more folks in the county than just TJ High School.
0: Yeah, and it's an event on Friday night to to go to a high school football game, and even even if the kids weren't to go on to play football beyond high school, just just the experience of going through that is 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 a really is a really big thing. Uh, a couple of just a quick administrative administrative questions uh, that. Uh, were brought to my attention to ask you guys, will the kids that played football get their participation fees uh, back?
1: Yeah, so that's a question I've been asking Frederick County Public Schools. So that would be, that money all goes down to Frederick County, and they would be the ones making the determination as far as okay. the, the funds. Okay.
0: Uh, well, will the seniors, will they be able to continue to be involved with the team and continue to practice uh, with the JV? Absolutely. And, and do they intend to do that, Coach? Your seniors who won't Really have a game in front of them, but but they still they're, want to be a part of the program. They're right? dealing
2: they're dealing with um, a little bit of you know they're trying to figure it out right now. Yeah. Um, so if they come, I told them to come back Monday and talk to me and see if they wanted to still be involved. Um, I can see a few still saying they want to be involved, um, but it's a hard decision to make as a as a you know adolescent figuring that out.
0: Oh sure, I no, no doubt about it. And and will the kids be able to tra- to shift to another sport like the football players? Will they be able to? Join the soccer team or, or, or another sport or um, this season or now? No,
1: yeah, not at this point because all of those rosters are pretty much filled. Um, so it would be the you know staying on and participating with football or not participating at all.
0: Just to be clear here, this is not the end of the TJ Varsity Football Program. You guys intend to have a season next year.
1: Fully anticipate a season Absolutely. next year. Yep.
0: Absolutely, and right. that's
2: what we're working towards. With you know, we're gonna, we've already started talking about dates to start this you know, off-season lifting programs. And you mentioned going to the uh, middle school, getting a bus over for the middle schoolers to come work agility and weight room stuff. Um, so there's definitely things in place right now that we're already moving forward so that we continue to have a season next year.
0: Uh, yeah, what what's the biggest task ahead? What, what's the biggest thing you guys have to do?
2: Build that community back up. Um, get the pride coming back for TJ uh, football. Um, get it built up in the school. As soon as we can build it up in the school, then the community will jump on board as well. So right now, that's what we're working on to build build back that TJ pride.
0: Right. I I know you have some people that are trying to help you out. I mean, you've been talking about for two years, how you're trying to get the feeder program restarted. How are those efforts going? And and we're,
2: we're getting calls in. I talked to someone last night at 1130 at night that wants to help out in the uh, feeder program, someone new. Um, so there's definitely people in the community that believe that TJ football can get back in place once we get the feeder program going. And there's people that want to help the community and want to get back involved with that.
0: Do you think this attention that you guys are getting for this, while not flattering, of course, is is benefiting you guys in some way because it's getting the scope of the problem out there?
2: Uh, of, of course it is. I mean, you know, it's we were trying to push through and do it on our own, but I think now we're at a point where we need the help from the community um, to start getting involved um, so that we can all do this together and, and get through it.
0: Right. Now now there's the Frederick Cadets, and, and then I think there's the the Steelers, two, two youth organizations that, that – you guys draw from but but you only get a select handful of players right the the
2: Steelers don't have boundaries they play in a different league so anybody can play for the Steelers Um, a few of our players do and I've talked to um, a few coaches over at the Steelers and we will have a few players coming from them next year Um, the way the NVAL league works that Frederick is in or FISA um, they do have boundaries so um, if you live in the Frederick you know, district, you have to play for Frederick. Walkersville has to play for Walkersville. My TJ kids are able to play for FISA. Um, doesn't, not many of them actually do. So I'll probably get another three or four from them. Um, so I might get five, I might get eight kids next year that have played football as freshmen.
0: Yeah. So, so you have a trickle of kids coming in. What you need is a much bigger flow of of, of, of kids, um, coming in. So, even even when the Middletown game ended, did you think you'd be at this point? Did you think you were going to play that Tuscarora game in week two?
2: Yeah, I mean we. I mean I was up. I was scouting for um, Tuscarora. We were making game plans Sunday. Um, you know, we trade films and we were breaking everything down. And coaches were coming up with plans in full preparation for the game. Um, and then once we hit Monday and Tuesday and saw, you know, how injured we were and how players weren't, you know, weren't able to practice you know, we had to, we had to make that decision. Right.
0: So what do you think the off season will be like? What, what what sort of reaction do you think you'll get within the school to, to getting you guys up and running again?
2: I mean, I've already had, uh, the ninth and 10th graders ask when we're starting, um, the workout programs again. So, you know, they want to be involved. I've had sophomores and freshmen that aren't playing football, you know, want to know what they can do to be able to play football next year. Um, so with the with the JV team that we're trying to build right now, there are more kids that do want to come out and play and participate, and just convincing them and showing them that the off season work is so important um, will really help our program.
0: I mean, having forty kids on the JV—that's that's a pretty encouraging sign, right?
2: Yeah, I'm I'm very happy with our with our JV numbers and the way they've been practicing and the efforts they've been putting in. Um, I, I had them this week go at all their teachers and turn in their grade slips so we can see their grades and all their grades are moving up and there's been nothing but good things from the teachers reporting on how our athletes are doing in the classroom. So I think that's just another aspect that's going to help our you know turn our program around.
0: Uh, similar question, but, but the two sides of it. What's been the most frustrating part of this whole process uh, for you so far?
2: Honestly, the uncertainty. You know, wanting to be able to have a season and knowing how hard these kids worked over the summer to, you know, have a season and then week to week going through and kind of ripping that Band-Aid off over and over again and saying, you know, we can't go again this week. Um, It's been frustrating because it it pulls you in a bunch of different directions emotionally, Um, just as a coach, you know, trying to game plan um and not be 100% sure whether or not you're going to go or lot has been very frustrating.
0: Right. And and to use the football analogy, there's a lot of Monday morning quarterbacks out there. I mean, you 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 hear the comments, you hear the commentary, just how difficult everyone's making suggestions to, you. everyone's giving you advice, how, how do you process all of that?
2: You know, I'm 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 pretty good at at compartmentalizing that and not letting it affect me. Um, you know, they're not there. They don't see what's going on. We tried you know, we went through, um, after each of our JV games and evaluated kids to see who could move up, um, graded them, graded their film to see who was varsity ready. Um, and it was just too hard, too many, you know, too many what ifs on the board for certain kids, um, to be able to move up to the varsity program.
0: Right. Now the flip side of the question, what's the most rewarding part for you of, of, of working with this group of kids?
2: Seeing seeing the JV persevere and not let the, you know what's happening with varsity affect them as much. I mean they went through a lot too. Um, there were you know JV kids that started one game and then you're telling them that there's juniors and other sophomores coming back down. They're going to take their spot. Uh, but they've embraced that. They have jumped on board with where their team is and they've all come together as one team. Um, so that's been very rewarding.
0: Mike, Mike, you're not directly involved in the day to day with the football, but um just what's it been like for you to sort of watch this and sort of oversee the whole process?
1: <laughs> yeah, I mean as an athletic director you want to see all of your programs be successful, you know, or at least compete. You know, we don't need to win every game, but you know, I want us to I want us to be competitors and you know I you know, I take my hat off to Bobby because he's done a tremendous job of keeping these these guys focused on what we need to do and understanding that we've gotta to move toward a common goal. And right now our goal is to, to build for the future. And he's done a great job with his coaching staff. You know, I guess one of the good things is now our JV, our younger kids are getting now every day varsity level coaching. And we've got great coaches there and they're getting good information from all of our coaches as fundamentals. And normally when you do that, sometimes you may do some group work together with your varsity coach, but then you split up your, your team. Well, now they're getting varsity coaches all practice long. So they're getting solid fundamental Instruction and working on their techniques, and um, I just think they're—I think they're doing a great job. I know it's been very difficult. Uh, I know it's been very difficult for Bobby. I know he likes—he wanted to take a lot of this on his shoulders, and I told him he can't do that. Um, he's a good man, so and, and he's going to give everything he can for TJ football. And I know he will know he'll do—we'll do great things, and we'll be back.
0: What What, what, what have you learned going through all of this, uh, Coach? uh
1: There, there's been there's been a lot of lessons.
2: um There has been a lot of lessons, and just you know realizing really how much I love this school and how much I love these players Um, you know I knew I did um, but just feeling their pain has really solidified why I want to coach and why I do what I do and I know you know right now we're not where we want to be but I think we can get theirs if we continue and they keep doing um, what they've already started doing
0: right it's it's easy to throw in the towel and and quit just about anything in life why haven't you and why haven't your group of kids that have hung with you here. Why, why haven't you guys quit?
2: I mean, I haven't quit cause I can see their potential. I mean, I know it's in there and it's just a matter of someone finally pulling it out of them. Um, you know, there's been a lot of turnover with coaches in the last few years at TJ and stuff. Um, so just seeing their potential and what they can do. And I want to be the person to be able to pull that out of them. Um, so, I mean, that's what I'm focusing on now and knowing what high school football meant to me. I want to give that back to these kids um, it was, it was, it, you know, helped me out as a man, as a person. Um, so I'm just hoping that, you know, some of these, these athletes can get the same thing I got out of football.
0: And what is it about these kids that have hung with you from start to finish here? Why, why do you think they haven't quit?
2: They they don't have it in it. They don't have it in them to quit these kids that are still sticking through this. I mean, there's not too many um, people nowadays that would go through what we're going through. And continue to go through what we've been through. Um, it's like you said, it's, it's easy to walk away. And just seeing the fact that they don't walk, away, want to walk away and they can't walk away is, um, it's, it gives so much hope for
1: the future.
0: Yeah. What, what's your degree of confidence, Mike, that there will be varsity football at Thomas Johnson next year?
1: I am fully, fully intend to have a varsity program next year. Yeah. And I know that, um, like Bobby said, about the kid. But also, I think it's also the, the modeling of our coaches they go out with the same enthusiasm and the same energy every single day of practice. So I think when you when you feel that as a player, like, yeah, well, it's not that bad. The coaches are ready to go. And I think the coaches came out with a demeanor, a defeated defe- demeanor. And I think the kids will pick up on that. And right now they're staying to course because our coaches are staying the course. And we all believe that we're going to get back to where we need to be.
0: Right. Coach, you're, you're confident there will be a varsity team next year? Yep. yep. Right. Yep. So what are you what are you doing right now? Like what what, what's the plan of attack from from now until until you get your off season program up and running like normal?
2: Um, Just continue to work on their grades. um, Make sure they know that you know we're there for them for anything they need on and off the field. Um, Build those relationships. Show them that we're not going anywhere. That we fully intend to return as staff, um, so that they have confidence in the program. You know, once we can get confidence from the players, then it's going to build from the community. We'll go to. Be able to start those offseason workouts uh, with enthusiasm.
0: Is the JV schedule? Is, is it a full nine games, or is it, is it less than that? Or um, we
2: had eight games. Um, we finished out the rest of the year um, with the same opponents varsity would have played um, just on Wednesday night. So,
0: is it fun working with the JV group?
2: Uh, there, it's it's a great group of kids. Kids that want to learn football. Um, you know, a few of them don't know much about football, but they're always in your hip pocket asking questions. You know, wanting to go on the field. Um, you know, we're running scout team and, uh, I've got two twins that play on the team. They both weigh about 95 pounds and I call, I, I need a lineman, and a 95 pound year freshman, uh, runs out on the field to play defensive line, you know, so, you know, they're enthusiastic. It's great to have that, you know, so it's just been a blast.
0: All right. How much experience can these kids gain in just a year or two? I mean, how, how valuable is even just a year's experience?
2: um you can with these kids the way they want to learn you can see um you can see a huge change in a year especially if we start hitting the weight room um doing our off-season speed work um we have a football class coming up that they can sign up for um in school so to be able to just talk football talk x's and o's and to learn the game um it's it's going to be a tremendous help
0: yeah i I asked uh, coach chavez here who he's leaned on who have you leaned on uh, throughout this process
2: um, I, I've reached out to a bunch of, uh, a few high, uh, college buddies that are also coaches at other schools. Um, and you know, my wife has always been there for me, so it's just, you know, talking to her, talking through things and, you know, I'm not one to talk a lot, but she does a good job of forcing me to talk about it so that we can, you know, figure things out together.
0: And, and what's been the common refrain from these people that you ask you advice? Well, what, what do they tell you?
2: Uh, just keep pushing through, um, cause you know, they know that it will get better. Um, they know that you know our intentions are good, um, and that you know they have faith that we will push through and things will get better.
0: That is uh, Coach Bobby Humphreys and uh, the Athletic Director at Thomas Johnson High School, Mike Chavez, uh, gentlemen, I know it's been a very difficult week. I I really appreciate you uh, coming on and answering some questions today.
2: So. Thanks,
0: Rav. Thank you. Yep. Uh, my thanks to Graham Collin for producing the final score and for all of you uh, for tuning in. Uh, I'm Greg Slatek of the Frederick News Post Sports Department, and uh, we'll see you back here next week on the Final Score Podcast.